Today is Easter. It is the day that we celebrate the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. We serve a Savior, a Messiah, a God that is alive. Like Christmas, where we celebrate the birth of Jesus, or where Santa Claus comes. This is one of the big days in the life of the church. And it's so good to see all of you, to be with you together on this day. This morning is also the end of our Lenten series called God on the Move. We've been following Jesus in the Gospel of Luke as he moved closer and closer and closer to the cross. And through Jesus' interaction with those around him in the Gospel of Luke, the, his disciples, the, the religious leaders, the crowds, through his miracles and through his teachings, we saw how God is still on the move in us today. God is still moving and working in our lives even today. And, and that's made real and true because of Easter today, Resurrection Sunday. God is alive, God is moving, and God is working in our lives today. And throughout the series, we, we've hit on the themes of moving We've talked about what it's like to, to move, to, to pick up all of your belongings, everything that you have, everything that you own, and move from one place to another, from uh, one town to another. I want you to check out this picture. Yes, that is an eighth grade version of me on the left. He is awkward. Still that way today. He is awkward, his teeth are full of braces, and he is still growing. The guy on my, uh, on, my, on my left, right? Yeah, okay. On my left was my best friend at the time. His name, his name is Russell Hallman. Uh, we, we haven't talked in a few years, but there was a time when we, we still kept in touch. I want you to notice something in this picture. You see all the shelves behind us? They're what? They're empty. Everything on those shelves were in boxes, and those boxes were on a moving truck sitting in my driveway. They're empty because that was the day that my family moved from Leesburg, Georgia, to Sandersville, Georgia. My father, who most of you know is a pastor, was appointed as the Methodist pastor in, in Sandersville. In, in just a few moments after this picture was taken, my family got in uh, our car and moving truck, and we backed up, and we left that house for good. At the time, this was the saddest day of my life, by far. I loved my life then. I, I had an incredible close group of friends. Um, I had my first real girlfriend that, you know, didn't want to leave. Of course, we were going to get married, right? I had the best friend in the world that I absolutely hated to leave. And I was moving to this town in, called Sandersville, Georgia, that was famous for Kaolin. What was that? It had people I didn't know, and I was not happy about it. I was angry. I was sad. All I could think about were the things and the people that I was leaving behind. I did not want to think about the future or what might be waiting for me. What good 
might be waiting for me because there was no good waiting for me. It was all still in Leesburg, Georgia. Let's bring it back a little bit. Let's imagine those disciples and those followers of Jesus. Let's think about those women who went to the tomb that first Easter morning. Those last few days, these last few days for them had been some of the worst that they had ever experienced. Their leader, their Messiah, their Savior, their friend, their Lord had been brutally beaten, tortured, and killed on a Roman cross. He was dead. And he was dead for three days. Their whole world would be turned upside down. I imagine that most of their focus and their attention, their thoughts had been on the past and on their their immediate present. I'm sure that they tried to to replay in their minds all of their interactions with Jesus. I'm sure they tried to figure out why all of this happened. I also believe they couldn't even focus or imagine on what their future looked like. Jesus was dead, and they may be next. I mean, Jesus had pulled them away from from their livelihoods, from everything they had known, and now he was dead. What were they going to do now? What kind of life were they going to live now that Jesus was gone? It had to have been the worst and the saddest few days of their life. And so I believe that the women who came to the tomb that morning came there with all of these thoughts, all of these questions, all of this sadness running through their minds. They came to the, to the tomb of Jesus, to the tomb of Jesus to prepare his, for his burial. They fully expected, like any of us would, to find a dead body. You know, just like we go to the cemetery to visit a loved one, their grave, we expect that grave to be the way we, we left it, for their body to still be there. These women expected Jesus' body to still be there. However, that's not what they found. They found a tomb with the stone rolled away, and inside the tomb they found no body. Jesus was gone. Instead, the Scripture tells us that, these, that two men in cloth that gleamed like lightning, stood beside them. Upon seeing them, the women got scared. I think we would too if we expected to find a dead body, but instead we found two angelic men standing there. The women bowed down in in fear, and, and the men said to the women, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Then those two men remind the women of what Jesus told them that he would suffer, that he would die, and that three days he would rise again. And the scripture says, then they remembered. The women remembered the words of Jesus. You know, it's so easy for us to get caught up and stuck in our past. It's so easy for us to be living and breathing, and a new day comes along, and another day, and another day, but all the while we're living in our past. We're living in our heartache. We're living in our failed relationships. We're living in our hurt. We're living in our past sins. We're living in the past so much that we aren't really living. We aren't living for the promises of tomorrow, but instead we're slowly dying from the mistakes that we're focusing on of the past. And what happens is that we get stuck. Yes, a new day comes, but we're stuck in the past. 
We're stuck in our failures. We're stuck in our sin. And slowly, we begin to die on the inside. You know, it's so hard for us to put our, ourselves in the shoes of those early disciples, these women at the tomb. It's so easy for us to say, come on, guys, ladies, wake up. I mean, Jesus told you this was going to happen. I can go back to Luke whatever and say, there's Jesus. He's telling you, come on. He told you he was going to die, but he also told you that he was going to rise again. But hindsight's great, right? I mean, that's what we have. We have the scriptures. We have the whole story. We know the ending. But they didn't. All they could see was that their leader, their savior, their friend dying, and, and the emotion of that event clouded their minds. I mean, have you ever lost a loved one? You grieve for days and weeks and months and years. This had only been three days. Their minds were foggy and clouded. So when the women get to the tomb and, and they see the stone rolled away and nobody and the two men appear to them and they speak to them, it's like that fog was being lifted. They were being unstuck. They remembered. See, I believe that these two men were saying to the women at the tomb, God has moved out of the tomb. He is alive. Now go and get on with your life. Move. Go. Stop being stuck in the past and get on with your future. Jesus is alive. God is alive. And God is ready to move and do some amazing, amazing things in your life, but not just in your life, but the entire globe, the world. And I believe that God is saying that to each of us this morning. Church, God has moved out of the tomb. I am alive. Now go. Get on with your life. Get on with my mission to love me and to love each other. Go. Stop living in the past. Start living for the future. You know, I think if those two men appear to us individually today, say we were the women at the tomb and we showed up and Jesus wasn't there, but instead these two men were here, I think that just as they said to the women, why are you looking for the living among the dead? God might have a, a, a specific message for you and for me. For instance, they might say, why are you living in your past mistakes? God's moved out of the tomb. He is alive. God forgives you. Now go and forgive yourself. Or he might say, why are you living in anger? God has moved out of the tomb. He is alive Allow God to give you a peace that can only come from him. Or why are you allowing your addiction to ruin your life? God has moved out of the tomb. He is alive. God has conquered death, so that means he can break any chain that has a hold on you. Why are you holding on to your unforgiveness? God has moved out of the tomb. He is alive. God has chosen out of his great love and mercy to forgive each and every one of us for our sins against him. Why can't you forgive your fellow man or woman? Move on with your life. Forgive those who have hurt you. Or why do you continue to worry and fret over life? God has moved out of the tomb. He is alive. God's word tells us over and over again, do not worry. Do not be afraid. What do we have to worry about when the king of the world 
has us in the palm of his hands. Nothing at all. Whatever it is that has you stuck in life, God moved out of the tomb that first Easter morning so that we could be free to move forward in life. There is so much that God wants to give us and bless us with, but sometimes we're our worst enemies. We refuse to see what God might have in store for us because we're so focused on our past, on the things that have happened to us or the things that we have caused. But God does not want us to be stuck. He wants us to move with him to all the things that he has planned for us. And the word tells us those things, those things that he wants to give us, that wants to bless us with, they are good. They are really, really good. I want to go back to that eighth grade version of me. I really don't, but I have to. <laughs> Again, that day was one of the saddest days of my life. All the good things that I had at that time were about to roll away with the moving truck out of our driveway. I was so upset. I was so angry. I was so sad. I could not possibly see a future anywhere near as good as the present that I was living in. But again, God is good. And he's got this little plan that he's got it all worked out. I don't know if y'all know that. God knew that, yes, I was leaving close friends, people that I, I cared about, but there were people waiting on me that would become even closer than the ones I was leaving behind. You see, it was in this move to a new city, a new place, where I would meet my new best, best friend, the love of my life, my wife, Kristen. She really enjoyed the fact that I was going to be showing these pictures. We met in high school, eventually dated when we got to college. I mean, I couldn't help but fall in love with her. Look at her. I don't know what she saw in me. And it's because God blessed me with Kristen that God has blessed us with an amazing family. And amazing children. I knew I was going to cry when I said that, but I thought I could hold it together. Now, I don't want to paint the picture that, that everything's rosy, everything's perfect. <laughs> we just had a tummy bug go through our house. I mean, life happens, people. We have struggles. We got trials. It's not an Instagram life all the time. But those trials and those struggles come nowhere near offsetting the blessings that God has given. Nowhere near. That eighth grade version of me couldn't have possibly dreamed or imagined the life that was waiting for me. No way, no how. And when our eyes are on our past, whether it be our failures or the things that we thought were good, whatever it may be, our doubts, our fears, or what, our sins, our mistakes, whatever. It's hard to envision 
anything good coming from life in our future. But today, Easter Sunday, Resurrection Day, is a reminder to us that God has moved out of the tomb. He's alive. And He rose from the grave so that you would no longer be stuck in your sin and in your past. Jesus is alive and He wants you to be alive in Him today. Take your eyes off of the past. Take your eyes off your sin and turn to Jesus. God has moved out of the tomb so that you would move on with your life and trust in Him. Amen. Heavenly Father, God, what a day it is to celebrate and to remember that you are alive. God is not dead. Through Christ you are alive. We thank you for all the doors that that, that opens, all the possibilities of our future. Father, help us to live into that future. Not our past, not our sin, not our doubt and our fears. But that we would look forward to a future in you and with you. May we trust in you each and every day. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.